Hey y'all, welcome to The Hue. Hey guys. Sitting here with Emily and we are recapping another super fun day of recording. It was a good one. We had Stephen Carlish with us. This guy's a big deal, y'all. Big deal. So he's a prolific interior photographer and he emailed us through our Squarespace website and we were super floored because he said, I feel like I need to know you guys. And we're like, well, we know you. (laughs) Like us? You want to know us? (laughs) That's so cool. Fan mail. Anyway, we had a really, I think, educational conversation on, on photography. So if you are a new interior designer and you're looking to get your work photographed or published Stephen definitely has some exp- some tips from experience that were helpful it's also fun to listen to a story maybe you want to get into photography yeah he had a really interesting uh, journey to get to where he is now we you know we love a good journey we love a good journey yeah and he was incredibly humble about it all it was super cool because I've always followed him for years and just you know been impressed with his work so it's fun to hear him talk about it yeah and on his website please do check out Stephen's website it is a gorgeous site with fine art photography for sale so if you're an interior designer looking to you know add some beautiful pieces to your project that'd be a great place to go check out yeah they offer framed options as well it's gorgeous and framing is difficult mm-hmm. enjoy I'd seen your name a million times, but never met you. I don't even know. Cause like when you're an interior photographer, you don't see your face. And this was before Instagram. Mm. So your face isn't always out there, Steven. Your work we gotta, is. We gotta, we gotta work on that. Don't you I'm trying. Think? I'm trying to get into more photos. Yeah, we need to noticed. get you into more photos. I noticed the dead shot. This dead shot's my thing. You, yes, you, you act what will be my create you asked what will be my creative legacy. I think it's gonna be the dead shot. It's gonna be the dead shot. Okay. So we're starting and we'll, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't do like a formal beginning. We just kind of get started. Yeah. Simple as that. Start with dead shots. Let's start with dead shots. Why okay. Not? Yeah. No. People love them. But what? So this is a thing in interior in, in photography. A dead shot. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, the history of the dead shot with with myself is uh, a good friend of mine, old assistant. Um, he's kind of moved on in the business nowadays, more on the on the motion side. Uh, Chris Witten and I were in Mexico photographing for about a week for Gonzalo Bueno and. 10 plus three. And this yeah. was 2006, maybe. And they, <laughs> they just kind of left us at a couple of locations. <laughs> and we were done. And we were in these ridiculous homes in Monterey. Monterey. And we had shot what we needed to shoot. And, uh, you know, we just kind of were joking. We're like, uh, you know, some cartel home, you know, whatever. We're here in Mexico. We, who, who knows what's going on in this house? And so... <laughs> We were just, we were exhausted too. So it was a long week and we just started goofing around and shooting ourselves, you know, dead in all these rooms and these crazy homes and uh, just started doing it more and more um, with Chris in the beginning. And Chris had a thing. He's, he's kind of a Nike freak. Um, so it was always kind of like where Chris is, she's going to pop up <laughs> yeah. in these photos and um, it kind of elevated the shots. I think we would think about them creatively, but Whenever we'd be in a in a situation and shooting a, a great house, um, we'd kind of hit a wall sometimes. And be like, ah, oh, dead shot. <laughs> yeah, it kind of gets <laughs> your energy up. Yeah, or- yeah. I've even had a couple of designers' clients purchase the prints and hang them in their homes. So <laughs> really, oh <my laughs> like, God. oh, here's my living room <laughs> oh, with a dead guy. <laughs> why is there somebody's legs coming out of the sofa? Uh, Super cool. So it's it's kind of fun. It it kind of breaks up um, the shoot. Everybody kind of 
some people actually who who know I do it kind of want to be in one, yeah. which is kind of funny. It's become a thing. Yeah, like oh, is this the is this the time is for the Deadshot? <laughs> like, um, no, not feeling it yet. Not feeling it. And sometimes I'll forget. I won't do one. I'll kind of kick myself later. But I'm trying to um, also do another little project that's kind of similar to the Deadshots, where I just every shoot that I'm on, I jump in a shot. It's a test frame. It's like I'm holding my color checker or something like that. But um, I usually post shots like this on Instagram because I run out of content sometimes. But it's me in a in a living room or in a kitchen or something, and usually doing something silly or like a trippy stairwell. Yeah, or doing going. something something silly. I'm kind of in the shot. Um, um, but um, I feel like uh, you know my kids don't really get to see me in photos a lot. So yeah. whenever we go on vacations or whatnot, I, I'm always taking the pictures. So I'm never in the pictures. So. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you ever want uh, it's to be? Kinda, it's kind of weird. I think when you look back on it, you're like, oh, I'm not in any, really any pictures. <laughs> you know, where, where's me with the kids? Um, but uh, I feel like I'm going to give them, I'm going to go back through all my shoots for the past few years and just pull all these pictures of me in these homes and just do a book, a big oh. book of me at work. Yeah. <laughs> and give it to my kids. Like this, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's me in all these great homes. That's cool. Um, so... Because yeah, you don't my, see your face a lot. It's, it's my photo album. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That'll so. be yours. And some things can just be yours, right? Yeah. I feel like you do so much for other people in documenting their lives. I wonder if you ever feel that like, hey, where's my life in Yeah. This? Who's following me around? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it sounds like, I mean, your wife, she did a beautiful job orchestrating this for yes. us today. Yeah. So is she running the business side of your operation? She does. Yeah. She... Uh, probably works more than I do on the business, of course. Um, I get to go to the photo shoots and kind of get to leave the house and leave leave our leave the emails and yeah. leave, leave the phone. Yeah. Um, I get to kind of unplug and, and be creative, and she has to kind of deal with all the calendars and the emails and the clients and the billing and our marketing <laughs> and web and everything else that goes into the business to make it run. And um, it's endless, right? So, I mean, we could probably use two or three full-time employees, but – we try to just kind of pile it all on and try to do it ourselves, which which kind of slows us down a little bit from time to time, and we put, we sort of assume a ton of a ton of work. But um, it's a family business. It is a family business, and we know it better than anyone else. And you know, we kind of know when to when to hustle and when to kind of pull back on some things just to get things done and have a life. But um, yeah, she is she's you know the other the other half, and people are like, "What does your wife do?" It's like. Mm-hmm. A lot. She does this, what mm-hmm. I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. like we're, we're a team. So. And she's a photographer as well. She started as um, we met in the photo business. Um, I was a photo assistant and she was a basically uh, she worked for a fashion photographer down in um, Deep Ellum. And this was the 90s. Um, business was a lot different back then, but he was a big JCPenney catalog fashion photographer. And I was a photo assistant trying to trying to make my way up as a wanted to be a fashion photographer for a moment. And I don't know what that meant in Dallas in the 90s. It was kind of like yeah. your dream to be a catalog fashion photographer was kind of weird. But it I think was Halston fun. wasn't coming through. But it was it was fun. It was fun. Things were different back then. Yeah. Um, and she was a student manager. She hired me to be his assistant on a two or three week job for pennies. And I walked in the door and was like, hey, will you make me a smoothie? <laughs> She, she's like you're a diva she was she was in her running clothes making smoothies in the kitchen i was like who's that uh-huh. so um anyway we started dating um back then and had to kind of keep it quiet because it was like you Business. know she was my boss yeah. so yeah <laughs> wanted to know um but we started together in the industry and her on the production side and then she um 
had always been a photographer, like in high school growing up and darkroom stuff. And she was taking classes at night, um, which, you know, we were both exploring what we were going to be in the photo industry. And uh, so we started shooting weddings together in the late 90s and kind of built this other brand that we are still kind of slowly trying to get out of <laughs> slowly slowly <laughs> yeah close closing the door um on that so we've kind of had a dual business for a while and she shot and up until we had kids she was shooting all the time um weddings and portraits and we actually had a portrait studio for a long time where she was shooting kids and it's a lifestyle and yeah we've been in it for 20 plus years and it's we've seen a lot of things change and we've done a lot of different things and but weddings, I mean, your weekends are monopolized. and That was tough, yeah. 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 And now with kids, you guys have found this other life with interiors. I'm sure it's maybe a little bit more manageable. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, much, um, it's much more my speed, uh-huh. I think, you know. And, uh, and you wanted to study architecture. I, I did. I was an architecture student for the first half of my college. Okay. Um, and that's actually how I got into photography, which is kind of an interesting story. Um, I was kind of reaching the point of, um, I was enrolled for my junior year of architecture school and already signed up for my classes. Everything was, was all set. And I don't know, I was just kind of having a kind of a weird moment, you know, I was 20 years mm-hmm. old and. Oh yeah, this happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've been out too late the night before, but we had to photograph all of our projects. That was like our assignment. I mean, this was, yeah. What did I say? It was 90, 90, 1990, 91. And Where so were you in college? Uh, it was at UT Arlington. Okay. So great architecture. School. It was a great architecture school. Still is. Yeah. And they had a photo uh, lab and dark room and they a legit we, operation. We, we went down there. Yeah, we went down there as a class and we were like, okay. And the our professor was like, all right, we're gonna shoot all your models and all your projects that you've done the first two years of school. So I really got into it. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was helping everybody. I was like setting all the lights up. I was moving stuff around. I kept watching people coming out of the dark room with, you know, prints and stuff. What can we do with this? I was like, okay, okay. okay, This is so much cooler. Uh, (laughs) Forget this other thing. Why am I I making these models? Why am I drawing this stuff? Um, So how did you transition at that point or did you? I went home that night and told my parents I was dropping out. So they kind of freaked out a little bit. And I was like, I need to make a shift into the art program and study photography. And I instantly, like that day, made the decision. I was like, I can't, I can't go through, I can't keep going through, I can't go further in architecture because I know I'm just going to go, I'm going to be wasting my time. I just was, I felt that strongly. I was like, I just, this was my out. Mm -hmm. You know, I was confused for about six months. But were you, because maybe you needed that background to do what you're doing now. I, well, I didn't know I was going to be doing this then, but... but it was a good grounding part of the for story. Me. It was it was it was a uh, it was a pretty solid education on um, composition and mm-hmm. balance and design yeah. and sort of maybe seeing things that an architect would see that some photographers don't get that kind of training. Absolutely. So I'm I'm glad I had that and studied architecture and studied the classics and things like that. So see, so then you go to art school. Where did you go to art school? Well, actually, I ended up moving to Florida, and I I was a tennis player in college, so I kind of <laughs> ended up at a small school in Florida, and I was on the tennis team. And okay, um, I had no idea I was going to be a photographer. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a tennis pro, you know, hitting tennis balls on the beach somewhere in Florida for the rest of my life. Sure. And I mean, huge aspirations, I'm sure. Um, so I actually kind of worked at a tennis club when I was in college. I wasn't going to be a pro. I wasn't like a professional grade. Right. You know, I wasn't going to be on the tour or anything like that. But, but um, it, yeah. I could have been a great 
teaching pro. Sure. I still can, but um, I don't know, working in a club for a couple of years in Florida while I was in school, I was like, this is not your lifestyle. Not for me. This yeah. is going to kill me mm-hmm. fast. So um, was really studying hard on photography. You know, I'd work at the club and I'd take all the photo books, manuals, magazines, yeah. anything I could. And that's all I was doing the entire time I was in the tennis club for a couple of years and moved to Dallas and got in the industry. Yeah. So, so meet your wife and then you guys are doing these other things. Mm-hmm. At what point, like what year was it? Did you transition solely to interior photography? Oh, 2021. 2020. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, have I really, now, like, am moment. I really solely an interior Thanks. photographer? No. Um, Cause you do fine art photography. I do. That's, that's, that's the fun part about being a photographer is you can, you can do a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, which can be good and can be bad. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's fun to sort of have a couple of different, um, paths in photography because a lot of what we do is seasonal. Um, like we're not really shooting a lot in December, January, February, and there's some certain times during the year, um, you're not shooting interior. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're just not, not shooting. So. Mm-hmm kind of need another outlet so if fine art is a great outlet for me portraits are a great outlet for me um when we can get back to travel travel photography i love um and the whole process of getting work for people that i know that they can hang on their walls is uh, mm-hmm. that kind of inspires me to go try and do different things and and do you, you get know. commissions? Like, do you, do you get clients who say, I'm looking for something like this? And I'm working on that aspect of it because I feel, you know, for myself, just going out and creating work as a project for myself is one thing. But um, if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of looking for something, you know, almost like an assignment. Like, I'm kind of looking for this, looking for that. And I, I feel like I can create something, use my talent and my vision to create something that they're going to fall in love with and they're going to want to put on their wall or the client's wall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of has my brain clicking for that sort of direction with the fine art side of what I do. I think I want to go back for a second because you said something interesting. You're photographing this work for school and you realize this is what you love and what you want to do. And I think for maybe someone listening who's maybe wanting to do something different or something is itching at them that they like doing that is off of what they are doing. What would you say to someone who is in that moment of their life? How do you, I don't know if there was fear for you in totally switching paths, but how do you literally do that? Cause that's a big move. Hey, I I'm in architecture school and I'm about to, you know, I'm two years into a pretty big degree. I'm about to disappoint everyone that knows me and say I'm quitting. Um, it's hard. It's uh, it's like people who up and move to, you know, New York City or something mm-hmm. like that. It's it's a you just when you know, you know. And I think um, you just have to kind of take that leap of faith that you can do it. And um, same thing goes uh, even on down the line and, you know, in, in your creative life, uh, you know, if you're a designer, or architect or whatever, it's it's taking that taking that chance on a project where you're like, if you know, if this is wrong, I could lose a lot. And, but you just know it's right. And you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you know, and that's when people, people see that in you and they know that's like, okay, that's, that's, that's his, that's his passion. That's his, that's his, that's his path, you know? Yeah. But that's it. a good point. They see it in you. And yeah. it's not just like that they see what you're doing a good job at, but it's also what you're confident in. And I think when you're confident in what you're doing, even you may not know all the answers and you still have, you know, lessons in process to learn. 
right? If you exactly. have that confidence, it's everything. It, yeah, the confidence and um, the thrill, like mm-hmm. uh, excitement about doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people want to see that you're so um, you're going to do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. you know, to get to get it done, um, no matter what it is. So, I guess early on, I mean, most exciting project. What would you say? Do you have one that sticks out that was like, wow, this was incredible. I can't even believe I'm here in this moment. Where was it? What were you doing? <laughs> Does anything stick out? Um, oh, gosh, there's been some disaster projects. Of um, course, we'll talk about those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as an interior photographer, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's just been so many, I, it's all been a learning process for me. Yeah. I feel like I'm still, I feel like I'm still young mm-hmm. in the industry and yeah. I haven't really kind of reached, reached my, um, my stride yet. I'm still, still learning. Um, well, that's a cool comment. Yeah. It's, uh, I think there's people who disagree. I think you, that would see, would see you and think you have your stride, but maybe I fake it well. Um, it's, uh, photography is changing so fast that it, it just feels like every month, you have to learn something new um, yeah, to keep to keep it fresh. But uh, and you have to keep up with your Instagram feed yeah. and like your image mm-hmm. and then also the image of all your clients. Mm-hmm. And so is there something to that? Like your work has a look or no, or you yes. have to, it does. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you, well, I think that's what makes a successful interior photographer mm-hmm. successful is they have a look and it could just be, where you decide to put your camera in the room, which is nine, you know, 99% of the sort of the, um, the tricky part of this industry is like anybody can put a camera on a tripod, Mm -hmm. focus the camera and take a picture, run it through some software and get a great image. It's, it's, that's not hard. It's just when you walk into a space, it's like where in this space is the camera going to live and what lens is going to be on it? What What's my focal length? Why do Why do I want to see this? And why is this going to be in the shot? And why am I cropping here and doing all this stuff? So it's those thoughts that go through your head as a photographer um, that make your work unique. And, you know, over time, you start to sort of, you know, start to have your own sort of criteria of what is and what isn't in an image, um, for what reason. And I think uh, when you start to see people's work where it's um, too inclusive of of a room, where I'm speaking more of like a real, you've seen real estate photography, yes. and kind of everybody kind of gasps and gags when they see it because it's not pretty. Um, it's too much, too yeah. much information. So, how do you kind of decide where to cut it? Um, do the clients help you with that? Like, or do the designers say, "Hey, I really want this in the shot." Um, they can, but, um, I think you have to kind of tell, I'm learning more as a photographer. I have to say, I have to tell them when I feel it's appropriate to be in a shot when it's not and why. Mm -hmm. And from a creative point of view, instead of more, you know, oh, I have to see this, then maybe it's, we change and we do a shot of this. We do a shot this way. We do a shot this way. We do yours. We do mine. Let's see which one you look. And yeah, you get both, but you know, this is probably going to be the one That that you love, but um, I always like to compromise um, and work with people. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to walk into a project and be like totally so tunnel vision on on my this aesthetic that this is the way, uh-huh. um, and completely not give a designer what they want. I'll do the overall shots. I'll do 
the shots that they want, but also try to focus in on what are the what are the shots that are going to kind of maybe bring attention to this project and attention to their work, my work, you know. And so when you walk into a space, I mean, you, you've mentioned some names before, people that you worked with and thoughts that came to my mind when you said that were like, oh my gosh, so modern, so black and white. And then there's maximalism, mm-hmm. like news bomber, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's tricky to me. I'm thinking about your work and I'm going, because with like a maximalist designer, I don't know, how do you do, how do you capture that kind of work? Well, um, it's actually, I, I, I kind of like, that. I like both. I mean, I like the extremes. I like okay. it's it's the stuff in between that's tricky. Okay. Where you can't really classify what sort of the genre is of the design. It's kind of maybe more sometimes sort of like soft traditional. If that's a category. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You're like okay, they have a few modern pieces and a few eclectic uh-huh. pieces. So it's like I don't transitional. Transitional. Yeah, it, th- those are the trickier spaces to photograph um, to try to find a, a focal point. Um, but I feel like, you know, you take somebody like Michelle or um, then the other end, you know, something a little bit more modern like Rob Daly or, you know. Alice. Yeah, Alice. It's just it's it's you have to look at it completely differently. Yeah. Like, and it's I have to go into it. I'm like a um, I guess like a like a football coach, you know, I'm trying to got to analyze the, the game film before I go to the before I go to the, the shoot. And I have yeah. to think like, you know, what have I done for them before and what do they normally do and. What works for their look? What works, you know, is that a lot of lighting? Is it no lighting? Is it moody? Is it bright? You know, I have to consider all those things before I go to the shoot. And you also work for publications, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Yeah. They'll call Few. you. <laughs> Few. Yeah, I kind of I kind of did a lot of work with editorial um, back about 10 plus years ago. And I had um, a lot of success shooting for a lot of publications. And I met a lot of great designers through it, which was which was good at the time. But um, you know, I think after like 2008, 2009, there was a huge scare that a lot of publications were going to go away. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't want to have all my time and energy devoted to editorial. One sector, yeah. Exactly. Um, I wanted to go directly to the designers. So mm-hmm. we just strictly focused on marketing to designers and having designers hire us. And then we helped them get published, which is kind of how the editorial game mm-hmm. is now. Yeah. Where a lot of it is self-published uh, material. So... It's they don't assign as much as they used to. They don't have the budgets. Um, if you bring them a project that has a great photographer, a great stylist, great floral, and everything sort of on on point with the uh, brand of the of the magazine, they'll run it. Or yeah. they'll. Yeah. Chances are they will. You've already cut out hard work for them. Yeah, you've you've produced the photo shoot for them. Absolutely. We wanted to talk. I mean, a little bit about maybe even like young designers. I I told you I met with a young designer yesterday. She came from a commercial hospitality background and because of COVID, you know, she was furloughed and started her own interior residential business. She's super talented and I think she's doing a great job. And she, I told her I was interviewing you and she said, oh my gosh, I'd love to work with him someday. And uh, she said, well, what did she, she sent me a really good question. Um, I think her her biggest question was like, what do you rec- how what do you recommend to a young designer, someone starting out and they're getting their first shots and working with their first photographer? What would you say to them, um, budget wise, and what kind of content they should be focusing on? I think if you're if you're a new designer, you probably don't have a lot to photograph at mm-hmm. first. You don't have full projects. You may only have a couple of rooms and maybe your own house, um, parents' house, whatever. Yeah. Um, friends. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been hired to just go shoot a nursery in a friend's house from a designer just because they needed they needed it and they yeah. needed the content. 
And, um, you know, I think if you're starting out, um, I would definitely consider finding, finding the photographers that you really, really like their work. And even if you can't afford to work with them for a full project, maybe consider them to do, you know, uh, like a half day or, or do something like a, maybe create a project for them to shoot that you can get some imagery that's going to be really solid that you can use for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the main difference between a seasoned photographer and somebody who's just starting out is if you hire somebody and you're going to pay four or five times more than a new photographer, um, you're going to, you're going to wind up with images that you can keep using over and over again. Even 15, 20 years later, mm-hmm. I still have designers that I shot for that are still using my work because it, it makes, it worked. Um, it was good. It was a good image. It's going to last. Um, I see a lot of, uh, designers who have to reshoot things that they're like, okay, I hired this person a year ago and it just was bad. It's been on my website. I got to replace it. And they have to invest in photographing it again. So they're paying, not only they're paying me more money, they're paying more money for me. Mm-hmm. They wasted time and money shooting it the first time. Absolutely. So they, they kind of learned that lesson and realized they're like, okay, if we invest in a good photographer to capture the shots that we need to grow with as a business, that's a big investment in our company. There's going to be other opportunities that a designer can use a new photographer. Could be a friend. You could do it yourself. I just have, I guess it's got the new iPhone. Okay, this has got a badass camera on it. Yeah. If you can't take a great picture with your iPhone. Um, no, I can't actually. Call me. <laughs> call me. I will coach you on how to do that. Oh, that's um, awesome. I think you you need to be creating content, simple content um, for social or whatever um, blogging, all those kinds of things that you just, you have to keep pushing out ideas and imagery and video and everything else. Content, 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 content. So you don't need, you don't need to hire me to come take pictures of something you want to throw up on your blog, you know, right. unless it's, you know, whatever. I hear what you're saying. So, you know, maybe so we're time and young, place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some of those iconic images, mm-hmm. you would hire someone like you and to have some really good shots that you have forever. Yeah, a little bit more thought, um, more intention behind them. Somebody who's going to understand your your aesthetic and your your brand and your ideas. Um, is, that's just, yeah. Yeah, to that point, though, is there an interview session when you meet with a new designer to kind of understand them, to try to understand? If it's a, if it's a brand new designer, I've never seen their work before. Uh-huh. I go and do as much research as I can on yeah. what, what, what they have, what's yeah. out there. And, um, and I just want to kind of know, like, what – what do they like? You know, what's their vision? Do they have a mood, a mood board in their office that has inspirational photography? You know, what is that? Is there a Pinterest page? You know, I kind of want to know how their brain thinks about photography. And, um, the last thing you want to do is, you know, um, I think I was reading something from another photographer who, who said, you know, uh, you could, you could have a lot of great work, um, as a photographer that, you know, you show off that's like really light and bright and airy or whatever, because that's a lot of what you shoot and what you love to shoot and what you want to show. And then a photographer, I mean, a designer hires you to shoot a, a dark maximalist type of type of a project and they don't get the images that they've seen you do before. And you're like, well, okay, well, this is not kind of what I shoot. Um, so, you know, finding the right photographer is an exercise too for the designer to interview, mm-hmm. discuss. Um, Make sure it's a good partnership. Yeah, 
yeah, Absolutely. go go have go have lunch with a photographer that you want to work with and see if you want to spend a day with that photographer in a house. Absolutely. You know, your personalities have to be compatible. It's a relationship then. It's it's almost like hiring an employee. Yeah. Um it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to work with somebody who wants to work with you over and over again. Agreed. You don't want, you know, to hire some grumpy, you know, miserable person who's you just don't want to see again, which I've heard horror stories. So, um <laughs> I know they're out there and I don't want to I don't want to hear another one from a designer who no who picked the wrong photographer and waste a lot of time and money on them. So teaching, you mentioned teaching. Has that been a part of your career? Will it be a part of your career? It is now. Um, for the past year, I think with COVID, I, I started reaching out, um, telling people that I was coaching, um, which, you know, is kind of funny. Um, teaching is better than coaching, um, inspiring people. But uh <laughs> I've been uh, been teaching other photographers. Um, some are very seasoned interior okay. photographers, and some are real estate photographers trying to get into interiors. Some are interior photographers who just are kind of stuck um, in their markets where they need to kind of figure out well, how do they get to the next level. Some just want to learn some lighting techniques. Um, it's like a master class. It's you have your own master. It's a little of everything, but it's <laughs> it's it's different for each person. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people I've I've coached designers. Um, taught designers how to shoot. And that's actually a lot of fun because um, watching them come from a place of not even knowing how to put a camera on a tripod um, yeah. and trying to coach them on a video Zoom call and how to put a camera on a tripod, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then how to, how, to, how to do something with that and how to create an image and where to put the camera and why and, you know, and how to teach them how to kind of line things up and to see things like a photographer would, which they have never considered in their brain oh, this is why you put the camera here. <laughs> and why is that? Like, I know nothing about photography. I mean, Emily is fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm the person who puts a camera up and I try to take a picture and Emily will tell you, please, Jessica, don't take pictures. They're, I'm not allowed to photograph like our work because it's a nightmare, but she can just find, it's like, I don't know how she does it, but she'll take a picture and it's like, yeah, that's what we wanted to tell. That's, what, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it about the story? It's the object? Like, how I, do you- I think people, um, they don't see... They, uh, a normal person, not a photographer, um, will see a, a space through their eyes and not through what a camera lens will see. Okay. So it's a little bit of a different understanding of what um, what a camera sees, um, what's, what's going to work. You, I mean, as a photographer, we're trying to train to look at the light, look at the composition, um, and everything like that. And one of the one of the first things I tell people is, you know, when when I when I see images that a designer has taken of a space. Um, usually I'll ask for scouting shots if I can't get to a scout and I'll have them send me some scouting shots of a room or something. And the the first thing people do is they walk into a space and they take a picture of a, of what they want to take a picture of. And it's always from the cameras in front of their face and they're standing mm-hmm. up. So it's usually at an odd angle. The camera's way too high. All these things. And they usually just take one picture and they move on. So it's like click, move, click, move, click, move. It's them walking through a room. Okay. I'm like, okay, take the camera and put it on a tripod. It could be a phone. Put your phone on a tripod. Bring it down to waist level, okay. something like that. Level it off, move it around the room, and just look at the back of your camera. Okay. Start to look at it that way and not from what your eye sees. Standing look, at your eye level. Like yeah. Not at yeah, your eye level. Yeah, just yeah. lower it, level it, look at it. <laughs> lower it, level it, look at yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little mantra. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my new T-shirt yeah. slogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Um yeah, the three L's of photography. <laughs> <laughs> By Stephen. <laughs> but uh, just just doing that, just getting started with that, like just 
putting a phone or your camera on a tripod and just standing back and looking at the screen instead of using your eyes to, to kind of point it. Um, you start to look at it as a almost like a two-dimensional object instead of this entire room space. Exactly. And, well, that's a good tip. Yeah, it's a good place to start. And we do. We get uh, we get quite a few like kind messages. Like if we listen to the podcast, and oh my gosh, I was so inspired by you, know, Chad. He just started this business and was like, "I'm going to do this." And you know, we hear things like that. So when you share things that you just shared, you'll be surprised. I mean, that means a lot to people to know little real kind of insider information. Yeah. I just like to tell people they can do it. Like yeah. they, they don't, you don't have to be a professional photographer to take pictures of your projects. Okay. Um, you're going to want a professional <laughs> if you want to get published um, or if you want to, you know, create a book someday. But um, That's actually, you, you don't, you don't need permission to take photos yeah. of your work. You don't. And you should be photographing your work all the time or somebody in your office should have a camera. Every time you go to a job site, you should be taking pictures. That's a good, every time you go to a job site. Okay, so mm -hmm. on that subject, one of the questions that I asked a couple of designers about in speaking with you on publishing, what, um, if they're sending work to a publisher, do you know this answer, how many images they should include if they're a new, uh, a newer designer and they're trying to get their work out there to some magazines? Are there, is it like they need a dozen shots or can they just have three or four? Well, there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. I think you can, um, you, you know, I think the easiest thing to do if you're a young designer and you want to get published is to start a relationship with the editor of whatever magazines you want to be published in. Yeah. So you start local, yeah. um, find out who the editors are, find out who the photo editor is, art directors, all those kind of people that work for the publication. Um, you know, as soon as we start opening up and having, you know, industry events and cocktail parties and things like that. Connecting like just, with those just people. Just connect, be, become a friend. Don't If you can meet someone at a party and show them images on a phone over a drink or something like that, um, you're going to get a lot of really good feedback um, versus sending them a blind email. You don't know when they're going to see it, Agreed. what mood they're in. Are yes. they even going to open it? Are you just going to be sitting there waiting for a reply for weeks and weeks and weeks? Um, you know, um, I think the the more in tune you are with the publications you want to be involved with as a designer, you're going to get your answers right away. Okay. Same day. Creating a relationship <laughs> you, you, first. You, I, I know some designers who will text images of my screen as we're shooting a project to an editor of a magazine and they're like check this project we're shooting check it out right now mm -hmm. it's hot it's hot yeah it's hot, right yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and uh, do you want it do you want it and yeah. they'll usually get an answer like yes yeah, send me these as soon as you get them you okay. know, i want to see these um cool it's helpful i think a lot of people don't know where to start there's a um there's a woman in atlanta her name's amy flurry i don't know if you know her mm -hmm. she has a um she has a book and she has a, a website and a business where she teaches you how to get published. Um, Amy Flurry. It's a uh, recipe for press. I think oh. is her. Let me, let me look at my handy recipe dandy. for your handy dandy mini computer. Yeah. My, my life. Um, uh -huh. Right. Wait, yeah. Recipe for press. That's super cool. That's her Instagram um, okay. account. A great book, great resource, um, mailing list, things like that. How to approach getting published. Um, That's awesome. How to send an email, how to, you know, what to include. So a lot of really good information from her. She's also been on a million podcasts and you can kind of just listen to her podcast and get a ton of good info. And you shoot whole books. Yes. For designers. How many books have you done? Um, I've been in a ton um, where 
you know, like Emily Summers, Michelle Nussbaum, or Jan Showers. Did you like do local. all the Jan Showers books? I've been in them, but uh-huh. um, they're more, um, she uses a lot of different photographers, so okay. it's a mix of work. Okay. So it's not, um, she hasn't just set out to do a book with one photographer. I so see. she's, um, it's, it's a collab. It's a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And. I recently did a project with a firm in Houston, Lucas Eilers, yeah. um, that was oh, published gosh, that by Rizzoli. Book is beautiful. And that was the closest I've come to doing a, a whole book. Full book where, I mean, I probably have maybe half of the book, um, but they've been around forever and they've had so much. Yeah, the um, book came out in December, though, right? Yeah, remember. it was. Uh, they kind of got they kind of got screwed by COVID, so it was yeah. last last fall it yeah. came out. And the book uh, is gorgeous. It's thanks. I and I and I think they're gonna keep keep pushing it and doing their I, I love their work. They're doing it's, a book tour. Yeah, I mean it's, everybody should see it. It's it's nice. And they're kind of an under the radar firm in Houston. I would I, agree. I, I didn't know. Like very down me. to earth, but mm-hmm. like serious designers. Ton ton of experience. Exactly. Yeah, they're years in, of experience. They're in the market center there. They are. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have designers? I know you have a lot of Texas-based designers, but you have designers all over the country, I'm guessing, at this point in your career. Yeah, I get get contacted a lot from people all over the all over the country. Um, Commercial some, photography too? No, it's uh, it's mainly residential interiors. Okay. Um, it's kind of what we kind of stick to. I've I've kind of dabbled in advertising commercial work um, for a long time, but it's just a different beast. It's it is, and um, every time I've been. I've been rep before a couple different reps. I kind of feel sorry for them repping me, but um, <laughs> I just wasn't laser focused on advertising. And I think when you're repped and you're trying to pursue commercial work, you really that has to be it. That, that's, right. that's your main your main line, your main focus. And I think uh, for me, I appreciate shooting for designers more. Um, now, occasionally, I will get a commercial gig. Um, did you do the Charles? Because I know you've worked with C's. Uh, or did they photograph no, that? No, did not. I. Don't do. It's interesting. I, I this is kind of, sounds kind of rude, but I um, when I first got into the industry, I did a lot of um, bar restaurant shots for different companies, restaurants, and yeah. um, PR firms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I got screwed over so many times. <laughs> and I I told You're, my wife, I said I will never shoot another bar or restaurant. You have PTSD, so you can't go for the there. rest of my yeah. life. And um, so I kind of stay clear of uh, of that the industry. hospitality industry. Yeah, and you know, I'm just not into the whole hotel thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to shoot a hotel. Not your I just no. Um, well, it takes a lot of to me from an outsider looking in. I feel like it would take a lot of vulnerability to photograph someone's home. Mm. It, to me, I mean, that's that's a that's where someone lives. Yeah. And granted, the designer has developed the space for them, but they've developed the space for them based on the human being in their yeah, life. Yeah. And so to get in there and to photograph not only the designer's design intent. And kind of what makes them the designer, but also the person's home. To me, that's a pretty vulnerable place to be in. But yeah, and I, I always, um, I'm always considerate of the homeowners, mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> that are that are letting us be in their house all Absolutely. day. It's like uh, the last two days I was on a shoot, and the the homeowner was there for most of it. She was really excited about the shoot, and she she was out. Of, she was she was making us cookies. It was pretty funny, yeah. but it was it was amazing. The um, house smelled great. Yeah, yeah, no, she was she was awesome, and she kept popping in and out and checking mm-hmm. out what we were doing, and you know, you just realize you're like, this is a huge undertaking for them as well, like to let us come in and photograph their house if they have kids, um, 
they got to jump through hoops to make the shoot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm always considerate of, of the homeowners and have to think, like, this is not about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm here to do my job, but, you know, there's there's so many other factors involved that it's it, it's a little overwhelming at times. Styles change, and you we talked a little bit before this interview about creating that iconic imagery that will last the lifetime of the designer. And obviously styles change. But when I look back, for instance, on your work with Alice Cottrell, she's someone I followed most of my 15-year career in this business. I can look at her work from, you know, two decades ago and work that you photograph for her early on, and it is timeless. And that's a little bit Alice, but it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot, both of you, that you were able to do that. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you create iconic imagery that stands the test of time? And I think, um, you know, Alice is a great example of a, of a of a client for me that just sort of lets me do my thing. That's awesome. And she's, like she's that. just you know she doesn't have a lot of direction as far as what she's trying to get from a shoot. She's obviously the spaces that we have to document, but um, she just wants cool images. Mm-hmm. She wants images that work and that are strong. And um, she kind of gives me the space to kind of get there and find it. Um, she's not confusing me in the process. Um, so your advice might be let you've hired the, the photographer, let yeah, them let, do their let the job. the photographer find the shot. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of goes back to what if a designer wants to see all of this chair and I just want to see a part of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we, need, do we need to see all four legs of the chair? I don't know. Um, you know, you have to kind of make that, that call sometimes as a photographer to find, to find those, those moments. And, you know, it's, you, you can tell a story without telling, giving the whole, room away um and i think some designers see that when they see the image on the screen they don't know how to get there initially and sometimes they just they kind of feel they have to see everything at once and sometimes you got to give them everything at once and then you got to kind of start to kind of pick away at a room until you find those the shots. shots and kind of show and i love you know i shoot to a computer most photographers now shoot tethered so you're shooting to a computer and you can you can easily line up shots next to each other on a computer and be like, this is what I'm seeing. This is these work. This is together. the story we're telling. Yeah. That's another point we haven't talked about, though, yeah. is that the whole um, shoot has to tell mm-hmm. a story. That's tricky well, to me. It has to be cohesive. I don't uh-huh. necessarily know if it tells a story. I think you can make a story out of it. You can make okay. it make whatever story you want to out of a, out of a home. But um, you have to kind of stay in a zone when you're shooting a, a part. You can't just... You know, as photography speak, you can't go fisheye lens, telephoto, fisheye, telephoto. Fisheye. You know, you can't you can't go to the extremes when you're shooting and, you know, light everything one way in one room and then don't light anything for the rest of the shoot. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to kind of figure it out and say, this is going to be my formula for this for this home. And I want everything to sort of feel a certain way when they look at the Got images. It. Could be a way that you color it, tone it. Got it. The lighting, some mm-hmm. kind of common denominator. The Hue is brought to you by Folio. Located in the iconic Meadows building in Dallas, Texas, Folio is a boutique rep agency which seeks to connect interior designers with creative resources. We would love to connect with you in real life. Please visit our website to set up an appointment, folioco.com, and follow us on Instagram at folioco. So what about maybe most difficult photo shoot of all time? Is there one that sticks out to you that was kind of... 
You know, it's funny. Tricky. I was a, I was a photo assistant for a long time, and it seems like my brain always goes back to horror story shoots when I was a photo assistant. But um, I'm not going to go back that far. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Um, you were in gosh, the snow. What did I? No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to think of. You know, okay, all right, all right. Since this is this is actually pretty recent. So last year I shot Kips Bay Showhouse in Dallas, and I want to say it was probably one of my favorite photo shoots, but also one of the most difficult photo shoots of all times. Because the um, house was just. It was packed. Twenty-seven designers. But also every room was so different. And the layout of the house was, was bananas. This, <laughs> it was a labyrinth. It was a traditional, uh, soft traditional, uh, yes, on an angle, um, you know, with some weird transitional spaces and corridors and not a lot of good light. Um, no, sort of a, lot, a lot of dead ends. <laughs> a lot of dead ends. Yeah, a weird flow to it. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some designers I, I doubt people even saw their rooms because they were just in a weird corner, yeah. you know, like, oh. There's Sherry Hayslip was in that almost attic. Sh yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, that whole upstairs moment was weird. But what made it tricky was uh, the timeline. You had very little time to okay. do all the rooms. Um, COVID. Yes, COVID. Uh, yeah, we were at the height of it. Um, they needed everything turned around immediately. So I had to, had to have a crew outputting everything as we were shooting. And um, the people, there were so many people in there. And then there was one day, there was one day I was shooting. It was my last day of shooting four kips and they kind of had opened it up so that other people could shoot their stuff as well. And I think we counted 10 or 11 photo crews that were shooting in the house at the same time. That's bananas. It was kind of fun. Like we all kind of like good were energy. just going around saying, hey, yo, yeah. hey. I follow you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, but it was it was kind of fun because you rarely see other photo. Um, I, I rarely see other photographers. No, I mean, yeah. it's not like we all hang out together. Oh, yeah. Um, in our photo photo places. We used to back in the old days. But um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. When you'd go get gear. We'd go to the lab. Yeah. Or you'd go, go, to to the, get, you'd go pick up gear, go yeah, to the lab. Um, B&H. Is that what it is in New York? That, yeah. That's Well, that's not a rental place. But that, uh, no. that's, yeah, that's a place where you just go and get go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, just a, like a brief funny back in the film days in Dallas, there was a big lab called B2BC on, on Maple, okay. Maple and Motor and it's gone. It's like an Albertsons now or something. And, um, they had a professional lab built in. It was 24 hours and it was like a door with a, you know, keypad on it. And, you know, the photographers, everybody had their wooden drawer with their brass nameplate on it. it. And a huge, huge light box in the middle of the room. And it just smelled like chemistry and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but And stressed out. Yeah. Too. So you, you were always, no matter where you were, every single day of the week, you seemed to always have to go to BWC for some reason. You were picking up film, dropping off film, you know, taking film to photographer or whatever. I was an assistant. And you would pull in, maybe only be there for 15 or 20 minutes, but you'd probably run into like 10, 10 other photographers. And, you know, people have their work laid out on, on a light box and everybody's kind of like, oh, that's really cool. What are you working on? You know, there was no internet at the time. So imagine, right? Yeah. You were seeing, you were seeing people's work. Absolutely. Like in the raw. <laughs> uh, literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. like just out of the chemistry and you're seeing it laid out on a light box and you're like, wow, you know. 
But what a way to learn Mm -hmm. the business. Mm -hmm. And now with everything, all the technology with photography, I mean, you have to constantly be adapting. Yeah. And we just all live in our little little In your own little world. That kitchen, I mean, Emily and I've talked about this a million times, for Kips Bay was a moment. Which kitchen? The um, The front one, the back one? (laughs) Yeah. Kitchens? With the... It's kitchens. Yeah. That was that scene with the... um, inset and the table inside the actual kitchen oh yeah that little nook yeah yeah the nook the nook yeah um that was a moment it was it was you photographed yeah photographed many times like the photo that might have been like the interior shot of that was a good one the country for last year yeah you know and chad's chad's another person that i've kind of grown with as a photographer and been working for him for 15 years and um you know just whenever whenever we work together he just kind of lets us do our thing. He doesn't art direct. He doesn't ask for very much. He's just like, I trust you. I trust you. And yeah, let's, let's go do your thing. You know, sometimes I don't even know why we're there. <laughs> we just show up <laughs> and we just, um, Hey, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing this shoot. Okay. So, uh, but his kitchen was, uh, it was amazing. And I, I think I photographed it three or four times. I even did video in there. And cool. I just was drawn to it. Um, it was a really cool space. And had, had good lighting. Had great moments. And I just had one little window. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt it, bright, It felt though. cool. Yeah, it was It was just, it was different. Uh-huh. It was different. And I think, yeah, that that was that was really nice. Um, it was a fun place to kind of explore as a photographer. And just there were so many great moments. And you could shoot. And the shots all looked great. And so much fun photographing it. Um, I would encourage people to go to your website. I enjoyed your website's really good. You guys did a great job with it. And I love, you're like, mm, I think it's great. And I love um, the photography that you have for sale too. Oh um, yeah. Thank you. That's some beautiful stuff. I found a couple of, I love the shots that were of the decaying wall. It was like, I don't know what you can't remember what you called them, but there was one in particular that I love that was these almost like rectangles. And it was um, this, orangey yellow colors all mixed together the palette was just i don't know if you remember this picture yeah well i love that yeah i think there's just you know certain different things we're drawn to as a photographer and for me it's like light and texture color mm-hmm. um a lot of de- i thought there was a lot of decay though yeah it was probably some pictures from mexico of <laughs> yeah. you know these painted walls or things like that you that are just shots. these bold colors yeah and uh um yeah, the the that side of our business is new. It's uh, something we thought about a couple of years ago, getting into. We didn't really know what to do. How do we how do we get this started? How's and, it going? Um, well, it was all kind of centered around travel. Like I got really excited about. I'm going to hit all these <laughs> major COVID. cities and do sort of like an architectural exploration. Sure, whatever. I was that was like what I wanted to start with, and. Um, I had a vision of kind of the imagery I wanted to create and where I wanted to go and see. And we went to Paris and kind of spent a week in Paris running around taking pictures of all these iconic architectural pieces. And there's so much to. I learned a lot and I was like, this is great. Okay. You know, what's next? And um, boom, everything stopped. Right. So I've been sitting on it for a while trying to decide, you know, what's, what's next. And, um, since we've been sitting on it, we've kind of refined it and learned a little bit more about the back end side of how to run run it as a business and make it work. It's still a learning process working with printers and framers and shipping. And we just shipped 
a crazy order oh, cool. to um, Minnesota, I think. Very cool. Um, yeah, I noticed you guys had a shipping, not not a shipping, but a framing option too. I thought that was, that's a Yeah. So we work with a local, part. yeah, work with a local framer. And it's the same thing you walk into. It's, um, you walk into any frame shop and there's 8,000 frame corners. You're like, okay, so, you know, we kind of narrow it down to some simple options at first. And, um, you know, anything can be custom frame. But um, you can buy the print itself. You can buy it, you know, framed, unframed. It's 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 a whole new. It's a whole new thing. Um, I saw when I when I saw that I thought, for me, I could feel you doing some kind of opening with that, having you know, taking over a gallery for a month or something or a quarter, or a random space. You know, maybe you have something in here in the Medix building. I don't know. Yeah, you know, this is and a just cool building. and just yeah. like having your art up on some walls for a month. I that's what I felt when I saw that was that you needed some kind of little showing of it of it's, sorts. It's been great printing. The image is big. Um, I bet. It's it's one thing to have a, a collection of great images that you love that you look at on your computer and you maybe have on a website or they're in your Instagram feed or whatever. Printed. But when you print it 60 inches and you frame it, it takes on a whole new life. And you start to understand what works, what doesn't work yeah. at that size. And um, it starts to kind of refine your eye in terms of what might make an, an impactful image that somebody would actually want to put on their wall for whatever reason. Um, and a lot of times it's just the simpler, the better. Yeah. Well, there, the simplicity is really cool stuff. Yeah. So I, it's, it's evolving. I've got a lot of ideas of projects I want to start with that, but it's finding the time to do it and the energy to do it right now is hard. Yeah. seems like everybody's shooting a lot right now. Are your, um, are your daughters into photography? Not, a not at all. No. no, no. And we're not pressuring them at all. Of so we've, you know, they have all the tools at their disposal if they ever want to use them. Um, but, you know, they just have zero interest. Zero. I mean, my oldest daughter, who's a junior in high school, she likes four by six images from like a mini lab. So, cool. you know, she yeah. takes all of her images off her iPhone. She gets them printed paste them all over her walls. So she likes to have the images of her friends around her be surrounded by photos. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a start. Yeah, you're like, that's, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. But my other daughter, my other daughter actually is um, youngest. She is very creative in terms of, I think, more uh, like as a director. Um, that's cool. She, she loves, I mean, she's great on TikTok, but she can put together like a concept and idea super fast and direct and push and tell people what to do. Um, and I'm like, okay, she would be an amazing director. Like she, she knows what she wants. She knows how to get there really quick and she knows how to push people into, into place. So she doesn't realize she has all the, the tools But I mean, someday. Yeah. I think, cause I personally, any photographer that I've ever enjoyed or followed, I mean, I think it's a gift. Yes. You hone the gift and, but I think you're born. I think it's one of those things you're kind of born with. Like, it's just me. If you love it, yeah, you got to kind of see see uh -huh. through a camera, see see what you it looks like. You have to be able to do that, and I think and that's a gift. It is, uh, and I I feel the same way when I look at great photographers' work. I'm like, okay, that's not me. <laughs> well, speaking of, um, I love to play this little rapid fire thing when we start to conclude an interview. It, can you share a name or two of great photographers that you admire that people could take a look at? You know. Gosh, I mean, I'm I'm in love with all the classics um, that I grew up with. 
um, you know, the Irving pens and more more like on the portrait Avedon. I love the Avedon's work. Um, Richard Bailey. Um, and those are more like energetic portrait fashion photographers, you know, Helmut Newton, you know, that just yes. that it's like, what a blast would it have been right? to be on a photo shoot with Helmut Newton. Yeah, I imagine. You know, back in the 80s. A lot of weird ass going on. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of grew up with that. That was my first love was fashion um, and why I wanted to get in photography. So, you know, just that whole, that whole, the 80s and 90s and the, the world of fashion was sort of, those were like my heroes mm-hmm. as photographers. Um you know, interiors, there's a ton of great photographers that I, resp- I, you know, respect their work. I think they're amazing. Um, gosh, I mean, there's just, there's just too many. It's endless. What, so we talked about the dead shot in the beginning. It's always fun to start, you know, in the beginning at the end. But what is, is the dead shot your creative legacy when you look back? Like, mm, Yeah, I think because it's, it is tricky to be creative as an interior photographer. Yeah. Um, because you're really like, it's it's contracted work. Like mm-hmm. I'm being hired to photograph somebody's work. Work. Yeah. So it's and not, it's also your work. <laughs> it's not. I don't consider it fine art. So it's not like it's it's like I'm being um, I'm a tool for the designer mm-hmm. at their disposal. So um, so it doesn't really have um, doesn't always have my personality involved with the shoot. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it, and it just have to make it work. Yeah. Um, now there's obviously images that I respond to more that I've done that I find more interesting, based on subject matter or whatever happened. Um, sometimes it's because there was a story behind it that nobody else knows, but yeah. it just like reminds me. So exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love it. Um, but um, yeah, you know, the dead shots is is something that I've sort of just decided. You know, I'm just gonna do. It's cool. And. You know, it's my spin on on my life and mm-hmm. stuck in a situation where I'm here in these amazing places and what can I do in here that's different? Yeah, because I think that's um, also has to do with energy. You know, everything has to do with energy, but especially a photo shoot. I mean, you have to bring a certain level of energy to the shoot that is energetic, but also doesn't over, you know, I guess, take over the situation. So mm-hmm. that's probably a big part of what you do as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, early on, you know, as, as a photographer, one of the things somebody I've heard a million times um, is, you know, especially like an advertising photographer, like shoot shoot what the client wants and then shoot what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to get you – that's going to get you the clients you really want. Absolutely. Um, so taking that risk. Take care of your client first, but then take the risk. You know, take advantage of the location that you're in, the yeah. situation you're in. The opportunity and do something for yourself and mm-hmm. um and most of the time when you do that when you have someone that comes in and really wants to direct the shoot you know a client mm-hmm. i'm guessing what what's the ratio 90 percent of the time or the percentage they're they're picking the shot that you, you well it, it, part of my process actually is to empower them to direct yeah <laughs> so i i kind of encourage them to direct because i always want to make sure the client gets what they want yep. and it's worth their time and money um so I scout, I pre-plan the shoot, I go over what's important to them um, the day of the shoot and kind of give them a realistic idea of what we can do in a day. Because a lot of times, a, you know, a young designer will come to me and say, hey, I did this 7,000 square foot house with 
five bedrooms and eight baths and yeah. how many rooms can you shoot in a day? Um, I'm like, well, that's kind of not the right <laughs> way to approach the photo shoot. Exactly. You need to hire a real estate photographer, yeah. but that's not how we work. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a difference. And so I try to steer them into hiring a team, a creative team that they can work with, that they can art direct um, or step back, look at what's going on, understand what's going on, see the images, be a voice in the process, okay. but not necessarily, you know, can you put your camera over here? You know, yeah. like that sometimes works and sometimes kind of rubs photographers. It's kind of wrong. It's kind of like walking into the kitchen in a restaurant and telling the chef how to cook. Yeah. It's just, you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can sort of get there different ways without kind of micromanaging too much of the creative process. And that just kind of kills some of the energy if you yeah. do. So you got to kind of let people, let people play. Yeah, in the space and explore. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you have to have a plan. I feel like, you know, there's you have to leave room for spontaneity and creative shots to sort of kind of happen. Yeah. But you also have to kind of know what you need to get Absolutely. in a day. It's, I think it sounds like a super interesting, but also like incredibly demanding job. How do you, um, how do you unwind? You know, what do you do to just kind of like I guess, get out of, when you work for clients and you're in a technically a service position, I'm in the same boat, you know, sometimes I have to be like on the weekends, I don't want to, <laughs> I just want to turn off, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tough because, um, you know, you're, you're on your feet mm -hmm. for 10 to 12 straight hours. Yeah. You're surrounded by people. Yeah. You're talking constantly. Yes. Your, you're work, on. Your, your, your brain is firing constantly. Yeah. It may not look like you're working really fast, but you're, you're always evaluating, thinking, every step you yep. make during the day of a photo shoot. So, you know, where's my light gonna go? Where's this gonna go? How's this gonna happen? Where's this, where's that? Are my batteries charged? <laughs> you know, so how's my computer doing? Um, all that stuff. Then you get home and it's just like, I can't, I can't talk. Yeah. Like I just am dead. Like I just <laughs> want to open my mouth. I just want to sit. I have a, I have this tacky, comfortable chair in my yeah, living room that course. my wife hates because I sit in it way too much. And I just kind of get excited when I get in my car and I'm like, I just get to go home and sit, sit in your in chair. My chair. <laughs> like an old man. She won't let me have a recliner. It's the closest thing I can get to a recliner mm. in my house. So Yeah. I, need I just a, don't I need like a, recliners. I need a legitimate man cave where I can put a big old ugly yeah. lazy boy recliner in it. Yeah. Sounds with the cup holders and the massage thing. Uh, it sounds yeah. legit. So, a man cave. Okay. Well, we'll anyway, that's how I unwind. Um, yeah. I love watching basketball so in basketball season i don't care who's playing i just come mavs. home big mavs fan so go thunder oh yeah who's that wait that's a <laughs> team from the north uh, yeah, seattle so, seattle thunder yeah seattle yeah. thunder <laughs> i grew up in oklahoma my husband I oh no oh yeah. no no i like the mavs too though i've been in dallas for almost 20 years so, yeah so i'm a, I'm a mavs fan as well i can have more than one team well the way the way players kind of bounce around now you kind of kind of just kind of follow your favorite player around isn't that the and, truth you know i mean i I fall in love with different teams all the Who time. Who is your favorite player? Um, well, right I mean, he just retired. Dirk Nowitzki just retired, but uh, yeah, he's iconic. Huge, huge Dirk fan. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. My whole life of living in Dallas was just he and his wife are him. Dallas icons. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just incredible to the community. So yeah, easy to love. So do you like? You know, it's the new it's the new generation now. So it's like the, Westbrook? New, the new Mavs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a wild card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's fun about him yeah. i love watching him play he always collapses in big games so i always enjoy kind of waiting for that moment oh, so man. i love to hate him yeah he's he's one of those guys <laughs> yeah that you love to yeah, hate him and harden 
I saw, I actually saw Westbrook at the Crescent one time. I was actually in the lobby of the Crescent. And oh, did you? All the, all the teams stay at the Crescent. That's oh, like, yeah. They come here and I've seen Manning. They get off before. their buses. Yeah. And they just, I was like, walk. hey, Manning. I was like, hey, Manning. Was like, so the whole, <laughs> the whole Oklahoma City team was this okay. back when he was with OKC and they, they were walking through the lobby and I was like, oh man, these guys. And they're all wearing their sweats and everything. And he came walking through some crazy outfit. Oh, yeah. He's known for his fashion. Oh, and yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh man, look at that guy. And, Never shaves. Um, yeah, he just he had an air about him and a look about him that was just unique and different. And um, yeah, he's he's special for he's sure. An intense dude. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he rode the elevator by himself. I don't think anybody. Oh, wants. I'm sure nobody <laughs> wants to ride him. <laughs> no, no, no. Russell's on that. He's he's Westbrook's on that. He yeah, can't get on there. Here, yeah. Um, but no. Anyway, I I, I enjoy. I enjoy basketball. Um, so when it's basketball season, it's like it's I just come veg, and my wife doesn't bother me. She's just like <laughs> she goes in her room and closes the door and watches what she's going to watch. On you TV. guys have season tickets to the match? No, 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 okay. no. A good friend of mine had season tickets for years, and he used to always treat me to games. And uh, I kind of kind of lived that lifestyle for a little bit with him, and we kind of enjoyed the Mavs winning in 2011. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, and after that, it was just kind of like, I know. it's just never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. That was a special year. It's so fun to go to basketball games. Yeah. Though. That's like, it's so dynamic. Yeah. The, you you feel like you get there and then you're ready to go because it's just so fast and mm -hmm. fun. And then, anyway, we're off subject. Next, next year, I know. Cut. No. Cut. Mm. But uh, yeah, next next year, hopefully we can all get back to We can to all get back arena. to all that kind of stuff. This has been a blast. And it's it's very cool of you to take. I know you're really busy. So it's very cool of you to take time. And was there anything we, we didn't talk about that we wanted to? Mm. So what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You're a what? You're what? A, you um, use your phone and you go take pictures? Well, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, oh, I mean, maybe going back to when you were talking about new designers. Um, oh, one of the things, I think one of the things that we actually emailed you about was I I try to like, you know, Chad's, Chad's a perfect example. He's got this product strike. That right. We that have, we rep. That you rep. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons why I want to talk to talk about him. Um, he's the perfect example for designers who need content. And how do you create how do you create something that's gonna have a little buzz? We um, need the Sausalito, by the way, photographed. It's one of the fireplaces we oh. need a photograph of. Was that the one he had in the show? That's not the one he had in the show house in San Francisco, is it? Oh, was. maybe. I don't know was if it that? was. No. I don't know. I can't answer that question. They're hot right now. They're so hot. Okay. They're hard to get. Yeah. Um, anyway, so to your so point. So I've really enjoyed um, this this new endeavor that he has with Strike because it's it's given us an opportunity to just shoot stuff for him that's creating this sort of story and content Branding. for the brand. Branding photography. And it's interiors. It's portraits it's mm -hmm. details it's um it's very specific to one thing denise mcgay is another great example of creating a project to shoot that's for content it's yeah. um creating imagery that you can translate to blogs and a lot of ways to build your social media following or whatnot you you can hire a photographer to shoot a room in your house and you can create 10 or 15 quick shots in a room um try something different you know if you if you have a good relationship with a creative team you can throw together shoots for no reason and get amazing images that you can use if you if you don't have a creative team you're kind of going to be at a loss because you're not going to know where to start yep. but you know 
Well, the strike stuff is turning out really good and we definitely are going to need more and more. Yeah. Some of oh. my favorite stuff is just like Chad's like, oh, I want to do a little quick shoot for a strike. I'm like, oh, that's great. I know I can go play. Yes. It's going to be cool. Well, they are cool and they're getting used and reposted all mm -hmm. the time. It's incredible. The shots you guys have done have been really good. We definitely need more, though. So um, bring it. Yeah, I mean you can. I mean that's the thing too. I mean, maybe it's, it's got some from great my, sales going from on. my commercial advertising background. It's uh, you know take take a product that you love if you're a designer and just shoot it. It's a good point. You know, take yeah, a cherry, take a cherry that you like, and just throw it throw yeah. it in the middle of a weird situation and shoot it. Go, go sit on it in traffic. You know, I mean just do something different. I I think that we're. I, if I get on Instagram and see another one point perspective of the kitchen, with you know, centered on the pendants and the bar stools are perfect. Like I want to kill myself. Like I can't stand it. Like, and yes. And the pendants and the bars. Yes, we, I know. We, we're, we're, mm -hmm. we've all seen too many of the same images over and over again that it's great to show your work, but if it's not an inspiring type of an image for some reason, don't show it. Like put it on your website, put it in a gallery. Give it to your project, clients. They can know what you do. Whatever. You can do a kitchen. Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you are shooting the kitchen, then sit on the countertop mm -hmm. and, you know, make it a picture of you in this kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, just do something different and push push yourself, push your photographer, push your team to come up with different things that are going to get 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 I recognized. Think, I think that's a great idea to put out there. Mm -hmm. Some branding photography, even if you don't per se have a brand like Strike or whatever. I mean, um, the products that you create can potentially be that. Yeah. For your clients, because yeah. everything these designers are doing are fully custom. And you're right. Why not get this is a great chair. This is a great moment. Yeah. And that's why people tell you to do videos, because as people are scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, they'll stop for video. Sure. But, you know, even that is getting to a point where you just can't do the same uh -uh. video content that everyone else is doing. But I think the same thing is with with visuals, with, with photography is don't just keep throwing stuff out there. Feel like you have to put this picture of this bedroom on there if you're not in love with it mm -mm. um and it has to have a twist there should be a reason or a story behind it you can't you can't just give people vanilla all day long you have to really you know try harder absolutely don't be boring don't please yeah that's the message <laughs> let's for make today in, let's make instagram less boring yes yeah <laughs> let's do more dead shots and okay. that actually probably gotten the one i posted the other day i i just was i like, loved it. i haven't posted dead shot in a while and i was like okay this designer was a new designer i'd shot for in houston and the project hasn't been seen. He posted a couple images of the project, so I was like, okay, I guess I can post something. And I loved it. It was I fun. was like, all right, I hope he doesn't kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna mm -mm. Go post this, and um, yeah, it got like more love on the gram than anything I think I've ever posted. And because I was like, it was People, fun it's different. and vulnerable, it's different. and you weren't, you know, like, look at how perfect my work is. It was. Yeah, I'm having a good, fun time doing my job. That's all we can hope for, right? Yeah, and he's he's young and has a great personality, and um, that's helpful. It. <laughs> you, I mean, you kind of want to, yeah. You want people to kind of see that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, his clients want want to see him have a good time crawling he under a desk, acting like he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> why not? This has been fun. Yeah. Thank you for doing this with us. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have a story you would like for us to illuminate, please email hello at folioco.com. That's hello at p h o l i o c o dot com. And be sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.